0: Welcome back to Dumbest in the Room. Today's guest, I'm lucky to have him. He's 108 years old. He's a news producer at Wavy TV 10. He produces the 6 p.m. newscast, which is, I think, the highest rated newscast in the market any time of day. Um, mm-hmm. Bob Bennett, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. And uh, 108 feels that way, but it's uh, a little less than half that. It's going to be 53 coming up here in a couple of weeks.
0: Gotcha. I don't know how like how that started. Every time I see you, I, I add some ages. Had some years to you
1: i get older and older and older and i feel older and older and older so you know what can you do all that's right that's so what let's, the job will do to you
0: <laughs> <laughs> true hey so you <laughs> produced the six o'clock news but how did you let's talk about how you got to that point
1: well uh that's a good question so when i started out i and, and i this is this was a a childhood dream of mine was to be a weatherman on tv And, um, and I, I watched a lot of weather in Philadelphia and New York. I grew up halfway between both cities and, uh, I really wanted to do that. I, I even had a weather map in my bedroom and everything. And, and, you know, I would pretend that I was going to be a weatherman. Uh, but you get to college and things change uh, because they started throwing things like math and science at you and that didn't work out so well. So I decided to go the TV route anyway. Uh, I wanted to do television. I wanted to be on air. Um, so I went through the motions with that. Everything went well. I did some radio. I did college radio. Uh, I did a little bit of commercial radio and then I had my internship and my internship, uh, basically changed my mind about, being a reporter. Instead, I decided to work behind the scenes. I did not have to dress up. I did not have to worry about shaving. Uh, (laughs) I didn't have to worry about my appearance every day. And I still enjoyed doing what I was doing by writing and putting something together every day. So that's how that all started way back in the early 1990s. You may have heard of them.
0: (laughs) I was born in them. So Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so you've worked, you work at Wavy TV 10 now. You've been there about almost 10 years, right?
1: Almost 10 years. Yep. Nine and a half at this point. Yep.
0: So let's talk about where you were before Wavy.
1: Okay. Before that, uh, I've been in the market twice. Uh, I worked at another television station in this market uh, for seven years, went to DC, and I came back. Um, I came back for a number of reasons. First of all, the real estate market but kind of sucked and um selling houses were kind of tough uh but at the same time the offer came up for management position at wavy and with wavy's uh awesome reputation as something i could not turn down so instead of commuting back and forth on weekends uh like politicians do uh i decided to move on back and um In the long run, I made less money, but I saved more money because of not having to drive back and forth. And and the rest is history. I mean, this is uh, a station that I love very much. Um, I love the people I work with, and um, I love the product that we put on. So So that's why I'm here longer than any other place
0: I've ever worked in my career. Wavy's lucky to have you. So, you you know, obviously you're 108 years old, you've, you've been around. So we've, we, I talked with Don Slater and he mentioned that when he kind of started there, wavy was at the bottom. Now, Mm -hmm. as the producer of the 6 PM newscast, you produce the highest rated show in the market. Mm -hmm. Yes. In your 10 years, how has that kind of weight, you know, pun, pun intended. How has the Mm -hmm. wave been?
1: Uh, The wave has been steady um it is not something that a surfer would enjoy that's for sure (laughs) um we've been very lucky to have some of the most loyal viewers in the nation uh they are with us day after day after day they are here when it's a dull news day and they are here when it's a big news day and they are especially here when it's a big weather day um we we do our, our we really do have a loyal uh, viewer base, and um, and that's really what it, it has taken to keep our ratings where they where they are. I mean, yeah, there are some nights that yes, we're the number one newscast in the market in all time slots on all stations uh, in the Hampton Roads uh, market. But there are some days that we are the number one program, uh, which is normally Jeopardy. Uh, There are some nights where Jeopardy beats us if you go over the overall numbers, but there are some nights that we beat Jeopardy and that sure makes a guy feel good because, uh, you know, I I like Jeopardy too and I contribute to their ratings. Um, But at the same time, it's like uh, knowing that we're doing a good service to our viewers um, and has, they keep coming back night after night. That's that, that's a lot, it's, it's not only is it an honor, but it's is an extreme burden of sorts um, because they have an expectation and we have to live up to that expectation every night. And I, I hope that we meet or exceed that every night, but at the same time, it's not easy, um, but it's also what I like about what I do. It's a good challenge every day.
0: Let's talk specifically about what you do day to day. So when you come in the door, what's the first thing you do?
1: Uh, I get a cup of tea because I cannot work without caffeine. I don't drink coffee. Um, I, I know I'm weird. Um, I don't either but there's, you don't, I know you don't drink coffee either, but, um, it's, it's one of those things where I don't, I've never liked the taste of coffee. So I always go get tea. Um, once I do that, I um, open things up, open up my email, open up uh, what we call our day book, which is where all the stories of the day live. Any breaking news from overnight lives in there. Um, reporter assignments that are already in there, live in there. Um, so I go through there, make my list. I also make a list of important national stories, uh, stories that are of high interest, like consumer stories or medical stories or whatnot. Um, and I go through those um, very carefully until we have our um, morning meeting and our morning meeting, which is done on Zoom now, but used to be done in person pre-COVID. Um, we talk about those stories that are already in there. We talk about stories that have been pre-assigned. and We talk about stories uh, that have not yet been assigned that we need to come up with. Um, and uh, the past couple of years, it's kind of been an easy and an easy lift because we've had a lot of COVID stories and we've certainly had a lot of stories about uh, racial inequity with uh, and especially with what's happened in Elizabeth City the past year. Um, and now we're having another one with the crisis in Ukraine and uh, not only what what is what's happening there with a the tremendous loss of life, but also with. How it affects us, and of course, that means that we have a daily gas price story right now. Mm-hmm. So um, we talk about those stories. We decide which newscast that they're going to go into, and then uh, my job is to put it all together in a nice little half-hour package. While some of the other producers work on some of their other newscasts, like someone works on the five thirty, and someone works in the four o'clock newscast, and, and we all have our little blocks to put together and. Um, uh, and, and we also write them too. It's not just, um, assembling them in the right order, but it's also about writing them as well.
0: Talk about first, let's talk about the order. And then after that, I want to talk about how I and I'm a loyal wavy viewer. I only ever watch wavy, but it's, I've noticed that, you know, each newscast at night kind of is a little bit more information, a little bit more information mm-hmm. pushing to the six.
1: Mm-hmm. So that is what we call um, vertical teasing. Um, What we want to do, first of all, I'll go back to the ratings thing where we, yes, we do have the highest rated newscast in in the market, but that is built upon our other newscasts. Our four o'clock newscast is number one. Our five o'clock newscast is number one. But as the evening goes on, those numbers continue to grow mainly because more people come home, they turn on the TV, they want to see what's going on. Um, but, um, a good reason to do something like that is if you're a casual viewer and it's like, you're going to watch just four o'clock newscast. and it's like, okay, well the news is over. Uh, I'll just turn it off at five o'clock or I'll let the kids watch something at five o'clock or whatever you're doing. Um, so we try and tease an element so that you come back um, teasing is exactly what it is. We, we want you to stay tuned to see what's next. Uh, and sometimes it, what's next is coming up in an hour. Sometimes it's coming up after a commercial. Uh, but the, the teasing is yes, it's all about getting wanting people to stick around because we do have more information as the time as the the hours go on Um, but we also want you to just stick around too because obviously numbers mean revenue Um, you know if we get good ratings we have good advertisers Uh, but the most important thing as far as my job is concerned is not worrying about which commercials are running in my newscast it's about the information that's getting
0: out there awesome great answer (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So let's talk about the ordering of the stories and how do you kind of pick this? The old saying is if it bleeds, it leads, but how true is that?
1: Well, I don't think it's as true as it used to be. It depends on where you, um, where you work, what television market you're in. If you're someplace, um, in a major market, yeah, sometimes that happens, a major market being New York or DC or Miami is notorious for something like that. Um, here, I think that we try to find stories that are impactful. Um, and yes, the, the homicide of the day or the shooting of the day is not always impactful, but it may be breaking at that point. So obviously you want to get the word out right away that there is a public safety danger. Um, you know, weather is another one of those situations where a lot of the newscasts we lead with weather because, there is imminent weather going on, there's rain going on, there's snow going on, there could be some kind of warning of some sort for a severe thunderstorm or a tornado going on. Um, that's, you have to do the immediate things obviously first. Um, there are some days when it's just a, an average day and we do have those. Um, but that's when you use the most impactful stories, like for a couple of days we did lead with gas prices. Um, and it should be no surprise that because it's such a widely um, important uh, part of our lives right now, that all three of the television stations in this market—the first night that we led with gas prices—so did they. Um, it's 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 just a huge impact, and it's also a, a very much a, a shocking thing too. Because I don't, I have never seen gas prices go up this fast before. Um, so obviously that takes a bite out of people's wallets. Um, we like to do stories like that because people care about their money. People care about their livelihood. People care about whether they can go on vacation or not. I have personally delayed road trips for the next few weeks because it's like, I don't want to pay that kind of price for gas. Um, so so you look for a good mixture of those stories. And, and sometimes, yes, unfortunately we have to, lead with stories of crime, um, but we look for stories of crime that have a high impact or have the emotional values to them. Um, we still need to report on other crimes because people want to know what are, what's going on in their neighborhood. Um, so, I mean, it would be the same as anyone calling us at the station saying, hey, there's a lot of police down the street from us. What's going on? Well, obviously that's something we want to cover because it's like, you know, if one person's wondering, other people are wondering as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also try to do those stories too, where we uh, you know, we talk to police departments and um, people of authority in the community to try and figure out how to curtail that crime or what we can do to um, keep the crime from happening in the first place. So we always try and look for a, a decent balance with that.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned like the different markets do things differently. I mean, in your experience where you worked in DC and here, how, has how that differed?
1: Well, DC was very, um, government oriented stuff. Uh, my six o'clock newscast in any given day would probably look like the network newscast that we see every night. Um, you worried about whether, whether the budget was going to fall off the fiscal cliff and for, and still in the 20 months that I worked there, I never knew what a fiscal cliff meant. Um, it's, it's, it's complicated. Um, you know, and, but you do have a different kind of viewer there because, um, national news is local news in the DC area. Um, most people work for the federal government, uh, And if you don't work for the federal government, you want to know what's going on in the surrounding communities. Washington, D.C. is not the uh, center of the universe when it comes to Washington, D.C. Prince George's County, uh, Alexandria, Fairfax County, uh, places like that up in that area. That's where the news is, basically. You know, you do a lot of government news, but you also have to go out there because that's where the people live. Um, you know, our, our research showed that probably about 15% of the population watching our news in DC, were actually in DC,
0: huh.
1: um, all the rest were in the suburbs and that, and that happens a lot around here too. Virginia beach is our largest city. It's also our largest concentration of, um, where our ratings come from. So, um, so you try and focus in those communities, but you also have to refocus. And when people start moving, um, we do more stories in Chesapeake and in Suffolk now because people are moving west. I mean, you can't move any further east than Virginia Beach, you, you know, unless you're living on a boat. <laughs> but but you have to go west in order to get the news these days. Um, people do not live in the inner cities as much as they do um, now in what would be called the suburbs. And it's weird to say that in this area because Hampton Roads is a different kind of animal compared to, say, D.C. or Philadelphia, where you have the city and then you have the outlying areas. Um, there are a lot of outlying areas within the cities, so it's a little bit a little bit different here. And but you still have to cater to everybody in the community. And what you try and do is. Uh, Find a variety of stories that you want to cover, like a story from Norfolk, a story in Chesapeake, a story in Virginia Beach, a story in Newport News. You try and get out there and be as regional as you possibly can because there is something for everybody out there, and there are a lot of people from everywhere out there to watch.
0: Gotcha. All right, let's talk a little bit about ratings because in the almost six years that I worked there, RIP, um, not anymore. Um, um, well, you still
1: have a week and a half, and we appreciate your, you know, or, or a few days from when this will be on.
0: Yeah, just three um, days after this, two days.
1: And I'm going to stop you for just one second because we are going to miss you terribly. Um, it's 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 been an honor to work with you. It's been a lot of fun to work with you, and and I know that we only got a few chances to do that, during, um, during your time on the weekend mornings and all of a sudden Bob gets called in at five in the morning on a Saturday. Um, but it's, it's been a a pleasure and a joy and I'm not going to get, uh, mushy on this, but, but there's, we have a lot of love for you. So, okay. All right. I won't All right. That's it.
0: Well, well, thank you. And I'm going to miss all you guys too, but I will not miss waking up at two, three, four in the morning. i
1: don't blame
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So the ratings, um, mm-hmm. in the almost six years that I worked there, I don't fully understand. I know there's, I hear a lot about meters and mm-hmm. obviously as the producer, your job is to time the show. So how does like the timing work hand in hand with these meters and that works with the ratings?
1: Um, that is a, um, I could say it's a secret formula, but it really isn't. um, you know, uh, your, your uh, viewers and listeners would uh, be interested in some of this stuff. So we have a rating and a share. And the thing that I look at more than anything else is the share, because the share is the percentage of people watching uh, your show at any given time. We have, we have three things that we look at. We look at what we call hot levels, poems using televisions. Um, and you can see that on a rating sheet um, as a fairly large number. And usually around the time that I'm on the air, a HUT level is at about 50. And that means about 50% of the televisions in, our, in the area are turned on. Um, the rating and the share, the share point is basically giving you the percentage. Um, um, to me, the share is something that I look at very carefully because of the say 50% of TVs that are on. of those might be watching wavy news 10 at six. That's a good number because remember you have hundreds of channels to choose from. You have streaming to choose from. You can turn off the TV. If you want, you have the radio you can turn on. You have satellite radio. You can turn on, you can throw it. I guess they don't use DVDs anymore, but you can throw something into the, you know, into some kind of video player and watch that instead you can watch YouTube or something like that. Um, but when you have a large share that's that means a lot to me and to us and to the station um and to the company because um, you know we, you don't have to watch us but you choose to and that really means a lot to us um we do not take for granted um the viewers that we have um and i also say that every night is an audition because you never know who might be tuning in for the first time. Um, but as far as that's concerned, as far as how we rate things are, are concerned, we, we do have a formula by which we have to hit certain points in our newscast so that um, if we're so many minutes into the newscast and we hit a commercial break, um, it has to be at a certain point. If it's earlier than it's the point where it hits, you may be able to change the channel. And by changing the channel, I will lose that rating or that share. Um, the same reason why, you know, we go on at a certain time. We go on, always on, go on at about um, uh, two minutes before the actual hour six o'clock. Um, and we always do certain parts of the weather at, uh, you know, everybody. You, look, you can look at any station in, in this market and everybody's doing the weather at the same time. And there's a reason for that, because we're trying to hit what we call a meter point, um, which means a little bit now, it, it means a little less now than it used to. But people who are asked by Nielsen, which is one of the ratings companies, to, um, to view us, um, your box is measuring that. Um, we have another ratings company that we use called Comscore which actually measures ratings through your cable box or your satellite dish um, receiver or something like that. The COM score, uh, the, the COM score rating is, is much more accurate because there are more people with cable boxes around the area than there are with actual Nielsen boxes. There are about 490 Nielsen boxes in the entire area. Wow. There are a lot, more cable boxes around, yeah, or a lot more satellite dishes around. Um, so, so when you're looking at Nielsen, it's like, uh, there are a few people picking the ratings for thousands. Hmm. Um, at one point, and I don't know if this is still the same number, at one point, one ratings point equaled 9,100 viewers, so that meant that one box was determining what 9,000 homes were watching. Wow. And that's, so Comscore is a different story. I don't know what the proportion is on that, but obviously more people have cable boxes and, and, and satellite dish receivers. So um, so when you see bigger numbers on Comscore, it's like I was like that because it's a bigger number, but it's also a more of a true representation of who is watching us. Um, and I'm proud to say that there are some nights that we um, double our competition combined, which wow. is kind of nice i um, very happy about that and very appreciative of that as well.
0: That's amazing. Um, okay, so you mentioned people have the option to do streaming or whatever. How has streaming, how has slash is streaming changing the game of ratings? Is that counted?
1: Um, streaming isn't counted as much as it could be. Um, both, both Nielsen and Comscore are still trying to figure out how to do that. Um, they're still trying to figure out how to measure YouTube TV, which is technically streaming, but it also offers your your local channels and all your networks. Um, so, but, but it does take away, obviously. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where people can watch the four o'clock news turn off at five o'clock and throw something on Netflix for a couple hours for the kids to watch while the parents are making dinner or something, um, that takes away from us. Um, you know, it's it's tough. Um, and that's why you see the news networks like you see NBC and you see CNN and 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 them starting up their own streaming services because they know that people are, um, as they say, cutting the cord of cable um, or removing the satellite dish from their yard. And and it's so they're looking for new ways to do that. Um, television is here to stay for a while. Uh, how long? I don't know. Um, hopefully for at least the next several years left in my contract. <laughs> um, but hopefully for others as well. And, and hopefully for the sake of our companies, but, uh, but, uh, you know, my opinion is that broadcast companies need to find ways to do streaming platforms. And some of them are, some of them are working on it. Um, and and no doubt within the next year or two, you'll see just about every broadcast company have some kind of streaming platform because they kind of have to.
0: Yeah, I watch Wavy on my um, NBC app on my Apple TV, but I'm yeah. logged into so, it through my parents' FiOS, so I don't know if it's like counting it through FiOS or
1: FiOS is counted the FiOS is counted the same way as 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 uh, Cox Cable is and and dish and and you know the other um cable outlets and you know but that takes time to collect and we we get our ratings from nielsen get here this next day um from comscore they take a couple days because they are collecting from a lot of cable boxes and a lot of satellite dish receivers and a lot of fiber lines from FiOS. so it's uh so it takes a couple days for that but when we do get it this certainly the satisfaction is there because we see that our numbers are doing very well Um, you know and it's not to diminish the other stations the other stations are very good as well they put on good content Um, and that's and that's what keeps us competitive too you always have to be running as if there's somebody behind you Um, you can't just you know just sleep on the fact that you're number one Um, you always have to keep looking behind you because you never know who's sneaking up like streaming, for example, Netflix or something like that. It's like, if we're losing the Netflix, if we're losing our news to Netflix, it's like, well, that's a problem. So how do you entice people to come back? And that's why you see promos for our newscasts. And that's why you see promos for things that we did on previous newscasts, um, to show you that, you know, we're here for you and and we're doing the best job that we can to make you happy and, and keep you informed.
0: Interesting. All right. Let's talk about specifically in the newscast when you're timing it, um, you know, to keep the show on time. You're you're pretty good at, at keeping everything you've written in there. Um, sometimes you can't. Sometimes Don Slater goes long, and then mm-hmm. you have to kill stuff. I mean, how are you, how do you kind of go into the show and say, OK, this is, you know, whatever, 22 minutes? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, timing the show is is a, it's an art. Definitely. Um, As you know, from doing shows that are scripted and unscripted, uh, it's it's tricky. Um, You have to have stories in there that could go away if you needed to. Um, When you get into a situation where you have what we call wall to wall coverage, which is okay, you get a tornado warning. Well, at that point, all bets are off. Don Slater, Jeff Edmondson are on the air, and and I'm not getting my newscast back. Um, <laughs> and we understand that we have a, we have an understanding. It's like you're going to do that, and yet your tornado warning's till six forty five. I'm going to sit here till six forty five, and we're not going to finish the newscast. That's fine. I get it. I totally get that. Um, if you have breaking news, you have to really determine, um, especially at six o'clock, what how important that breaking news is um because there are some newscasts that are an hour and there are some newscasts that are a half hour the hour long newscasts have a little bit more breathing room because they there are a lot more stories in there that you can toss out um i am very i try to be very good at um uh teasing very specific stories so that all the stories in the newscast are not teased otherwise you're basically painting yourself into a corner um and it's like well you gotta run all these stories now but how are you going to do that if something happens in the middle of your newscast so um so i always try to have a few stories in there that i can that i can throw overboard if i need to but um timing is an art um when i go into my newscast every night i am exactly on time i make sure that it when when you look at the we have a little bottom bar on our computer and it says time to okay (laughs) And that means I'm okay too. Um, If it says over 30, I'm in trouble. If it says under 30, I hope that Don Slater or Jeff Edmondson want to talk a little bit longer because they might need to, to fill that time. And believe me, the weather people fill lots of time. Sometimes you don't even know it. I'm not going to tell you the secret about how we time them because then they'll know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, where was I going to go with that?
1: also I talked to Don Slater ahead of this and I asked him if there were any trick questions and he said no. So, cause I know that he's been a previous guest.
0: Yes. If you haven't listened to that, <laughs> one, go back and listen. Yes. Um, okay. So obviously, you know, you have Tom and Anita as your anchors, mm-hmm. Anita, um, it's publicly known now that she's going to Chicago. Congratulations yep. to her shout out. Um, yep. but these anchors have different reading styles and speeds, So that goes into your timing. How do you figure that out?
1: Oh, that's easy. Um, our computer system um, actually times the way the anchors read, um, which they would call a, uh, in the system, they call it a read rate. Um, Tom is, um, when, we, when we first got our, our current computer system, we, we would time the anchors to see how long they would read like a paragraph or a couple sentences or whatever, and that determined the read rate. Um, I will say that Tom reads a little bit faster and Anita reads a little bit slower. So, the best thing about that is, it's even Steven. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, see, me. Look, see what I did there, <laughs> um, but, um, but yes, I mean, sometimes you have two uh, anchors that read very fast. Um, with this computer system that we have now that we just got last year, um, it evens out much better than our old computer system where um, if you switched out the anchors names, the read rates didn't go with them. And that's what happens is we have a little thing, we hit one button on the computer and it pops up Tom's name and it has his read rate in there right away. And if you switch it, you take his out and you pop Anita's name in there and it changes the read rate. And then it will also change the little thing up in the corner um, that has how much time it is. So when you do that, it's like, okay, what kind of words can I take out of here? Um, and it's amazing how sometimes taking a few words out makes all the difference. Um, so, so yes, so we're, we're always we got to be prepared for everything. You got to be prepared for every scenario. You got to be prepared for if I decide to switch anchors in the middle of the newscast, and that you're reading this and you're reading that. Well, at the same time, I'm also editing a script because it's like, well, someone's going to read slower, so I have to take a couple words out to make it work. Um, but our computer system is very good about that, and, and um, is very good at timing everything. Thank goodness, because um, even though I'm 108 years old, I'm a little rusty at timing a newscast manually. I can <laughs> do it, but I'm not as good as I used to be at it. Um, and we find that we find that to be a, a, an issue on weekends. Um, if you're if you're folks watching and listening. Uh, See, on a weekend, every now and then, a basketball game or a hockey game runs over a little bit. And because of that, NBC decides, well, we'd like to keep our newscast at 630. So you're going to have to cut three minutes from your newscast. And so we crunch a little bit. And there are other times when they decide that, well, we're so far into this, we will crunch our newscast and you can slide yours. So now we still have to worry about okay. Well, our beginning and our end time are two different things. So we have to adjust that. Our computer system does all of that. Um, so that's that's good about our system. The 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 least fun is having to crunch something because now you're taking out content and at times you're taking out commercials as well. Um, which of course the our second floor of the sales office does not like that too much but it sometimes
0: happens. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about um, two kinds of relationships. First, let's talk about relationships with your talent. um, Because as we mentioned, Anita's leaving, you're going to be getting Mm -hmm. some mystery person. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, trust is important between the producer and, and who is out there reading what you've written.
1: Yes. Um, There, there has to be an enormous amount of trust Um, and it and trust, Of course, with Trust Anywhere has to be built. Um, Tom and Anita and I have been working together now for the past six years. We know how each other function. Um, we know how each other will react in a situation. Um, the, they don't know the dirty little secrets of the control room, which are fine. Um, and they don't need to, because there are some times when there is absolute chaos in the control room and I cannot convey that to them because if I panic, they panic. and we cannot have them panic on the air. Um, I try not to panic, but things happen and things go wrong and and it it just happens. It's television. it's 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 live television and and that's it's exciting, um, yet challenging yet frightening at times. Um, but I think that the the trust between the anchors, and the producer are extremely important because the producer is basically putting, um, the words in the anchors mouths. Mm -hmm. So I have to be accurate because they have to be accurate. You don't see me on television. You see them on television. Um, so, um, and I have to trust that they're going to be okay with what I write. Um, you know, and there are others, too, that, um, you know, when you think about it, I have to have a, a good relationship with the person who's putting it on the air for me, the director. Um, the director is the guy who punches the buttons and makes sure that... Or girl, Sean Reba, Yes, well, and, and Justin. Um, you know, my, my guy is Justin, and, and he and I have worked together for longer than I've worked with Anita. I mean, we've been together probably for about eight years now of, of the time that I've been here. So um, we have to know each other's quirks. We have to know um, each other's um, uh, little idiosyncrasies when it comes to putting things on the air. Um, we have a good relationship where um, Justin sits in the front seat and I sit in the back seat of the car and I'm the backseat driver and <laughs> but at the same time, the front seat driver, um, is watching what I'm doing in what we call our rundown or the lineup of our stories. And I don't have to say anything for him to say, I see it. Um, because we have that kind of working relationship. He can see that something is changing in the show and I don't have to say anything. And he says, I see it. And I, I feel assured that everything is going to be fine. Um, that is probably uh, one of the closest relationships you're going to find in a television newsroom is between a producer and his director, the producer and and the anchors are extremely important too. that's within the newsroom. But when it comes down to it for my half hour a day, you know, my half hour a day that tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people are about to see um, it has to be right. And it has to be clean and it has to be as perfect as possible. Um, And so I depend on my director to do that. And for that half hour, that person is my best friend or he could be my worst enemy depending on what happens and what goes wrong. Um, and as, as you and I have worked together, it's like we've done very well together and and caught each other stuff. And, um, and that's, that's important. It's, it's a, it's a very, very close relationship and it's not just, on the air. It also comes to long-term planning. I want to try a camera shot. I should probably do it before the newscast airs. Um, so we, we practice with certain things and, and my director and I talk, you know, a couple times a day before the show even airs, but there's some days that we don't talk at all because we're just, we're in sync.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, and, and that makes me happy. I, you know, I don't think I'd want to have, uh, any other director than the one I have now day after day after day right now, because he, he knows me.
0: Yeah. Justin he, is, he's one of, if not the best in the business. And yes. you know, you guys are like the old saying, you guys are like an old married couple. Yes. Sometimes you yes. guys will go at it, but you guys both want what's best for the newscast.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. he knows when something has gone wrong in the newscast because um, we we're, we're very talkative in the control room. During the newscast if it's quiet and i'm not saying anything he knows he did a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> so or probably vice versa because then he just gets mad at me and it's you know so and then we don't talk and by the end of the newscast we, we've made up because we, we got to do it again tomorrow i mean the thing is it's an it's an outer space and so we got to do it again tomorrow
0: talk more about that uh you know what you just mentioned it's gone i mean doing stuff live Mm -hmm. You only get one shot.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. You, you do get one shot. Um, but at the same time, it's like anymore, your one shot is still around forever. Your, your, your mistakes go on social media. Your mistakes go on YouTube. Um, your mistakes go on, on web pages that are written about the business. Um, and, and it happens. Um, but, Um, but the thing is we do, the the best thing about this business is we do have tomorrow. Um, we come back the next day. It's different every day. Um, it's, it, it may be a bad newscast and things just didn't go right or whatever, but, um, our viewers are very understanding. Um, I don't come back the next day and then I look at the ratings and it's like half the people are gone. Um, mistakes happen. Um, we try not for them to happen. Um, I'd rather have a technical mistake happen than an editorial mistake happen um, because the editorial mistake um, hurts our credibility. Certainly technical mistakes hurt our credibility too, but but an editorial mistake where you get a name wrong or you get a place wrong or something like that, um, it, it really reflects on you. Um, and I take that to heart. I do I have a very short drive home from work, but it gets much longer when I'm beating myself up on the way home, if something goes wrong. Um, And I do that because I care. I don't care about me. I care about our viewers. Um, And I've always put them first and foremost in my career. It's like, I, I, you know, there are some days when I get people angry in the newsroom because I want something. I, and, and I want to, I want to make everybody happy, but the people I need to make happier happiest the most are the viewers because they have an expectation and i need to live up to or exceed that expectation every day and if i don't they're not going to come back
0: i think that was a really great answer you just gave um all right so i have a few soap boxes that i'll let you get on if if you want to okay um, All right,
1: like All right, on the soapbox, box, ready to go. The All first right. one
0: kind of stemming off of you talking about, you know, the credibility with an editorial thing. A big mm-hmm. thing the last few years has been fake news or alleged yes. fake news. So. Yes. Take the okay. take fake, stand.
1: Fake, fake news. Um, fake news, in my opinion, is, is not a thing. It's just, it's not. Um. Everybody, there, there are too many opinions out there, um, on television, on cable news. Um, I wish the, um, I wish these networks would sit down and talk to each other. Um, but they're not going to, um, the, the fake news idea is, is fueled by a few people and, it's just not true and i don't get accused of doing fake news probably because my my comeback is i cover shootings and fires how is that fake news um you're talking more around here about local politics local politics is what it is and it's kind of and sometimes it's kind of crazy and sometimes it gets heated but it's not fake news fake news is something that is it is it's imaginary. Um, it's, it's because some people get hurt by what someone says, or they don't want to believe the truth. Um And it's just, there's just, it's just no such thing as fake news. It's, you know, the thing is, it's mostly opinion. So soapbox number one moved out, right? For soapbox number two.
0: I retweet your, uh, your answer. All right. Okay. Soapbox number two is the, you know, I don't even know how to kind of word it, but okay. like a mass exodus and it's hard to find, you know, producers and and talent. Um what's going on nowadays?
1: Okay. So so the the business is suffering the same type of mass resignation as the rest of the world. Um We're in a business that's not glamorous. It's, you know, everybody thinks that they can come in here and make a lot of money. Um, You don't make a lot of money in the business. This is, you have to be passionate about what you do Um, in journalism. uh, The fake news thing certainly is a factor in people wanting to leave the business. They don't want to hear it anymore, but, but journalism is alive and well. And, it is tough to get people right now. I, I fully admit that. Um, I have dozens of people, young people that I, I coach and mentor, and the number is not as big as it was two years ago. It's, it's probably half of what it was. is because of people leaving the business. The hours are tough. The pay is not always the best in the world. Companies are working to fix that um but it's taking a a while um we do have yes we do have a probably a greater resignation than the great resignation right now but that doesn't mean that the business is dead we are not dead we are still very much alive and um and i think that we're going to be okay we we are we're going to be okay for you know short term it's going to be a little tough long term Things are bouncing back, and and I believe that. And probably somebody's going to say, "Well, oh, things bouncing back—that's fake news." But it, it is—we we are going to come back. I promise.
0: Sounds good. Just and- a
1: warning. Ju- just a warning to your listeners and your viewers. Um, the the young lady vacuuming is coming around the corner, so you may hear another noise besides me.
0: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> My camera's about to die, so we. Okay, we'll we'll keep it short here. All right. Um, Final soapbox. <laughs> that was the last soapbox. Um, okay. All right. What advice do you have for anybody who's up and coming? I mean, I guess you mentioned, you know, it's tough. To, you gotta have passion. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of bleeds into advice you might give. You, you
1: do. It is, it is a path. You do have to, it's not just a business. It's a passion. It is not just a job. It's a passion. It's, um, I don't want anyone to ever treat this like it's a job. When you start treating it like a job, it means that it's probably time to get out. I have been doing this uh, of my 108 years. I have been doing this for 30 years, almost. And I've loved every minute of it, good, bad, or otherwise. I have been through a lot of bad stories. I have been, I worked on 9 i have worked during the mass shooting here i have and those are two days that i can tell you every minute of what happened that day um and that's not necessarily a good thing i have been through great events um you know we we all had a good time covering um something in the water a few years ago um i wish it would come back i understand why it's not for the time being but um but we all had a great time doing that there are good things that happen that we can cover um, you can find good things out there to cover not everything in the world is bad um, and we try to to you know balance that out there are ways to um become uh advocate journalists you know you 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 you're there for the little guy. Um, You know, the name that I can bring up for that anytime, Andy Fox, he is there for the little guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things out there in the journalism world that you can do. Um, Producing newscasts is fun. It is. Um, You get to, um, you have something to show for what you did at the end of the day. A lot of people get to see it. And at the end of the day, it goes into books in a history book someplace. That's pretty freaking cool, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that, that's the best part to me about being a journalist is it's like, I, I'm a witness to history. I'm in the front seat every day of history. Um, so it's, it's important that the business stays alive. Um, and I, and I would highly recommend that anybody who wants to get into the business slide into my DMS and I'm happy to talk to you about it. What's your handle? Uh, It is wavy10bob on Twitter. Best way to get a hold of me. So anytime, wavy10bob on Twitter and also on Instagram. And you'll see lots of nice cat pictures there too.
0: (laughs) Any final thoughts?
1: Um, My final thought is that journalism is not dead. Um, News is not dead. Television is not dead. And even at 108... I'm not dead yet. Um, I'm going to be around a while. I want to see the business survive and thrive. And I want to help anybody who's interested in doing it to look me up because I'm happy to talk to you about it anytime. It it is a passion that and, and weather. I love weather too, but that's, that's probably another podcast somewhere along the way. So,
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for, for being on here and I'm going to miss all you guys. It's been fun. I'm going to,
1: we're going to miss you too. And, and you know that, you know, we're not far. You're still around. We're still around and, um, and we love you dearly. We will miss you.
0: Thank you. The feeling's mutual. And if I see any typos, I'll be sure to text you.
1: Thanks. That's just what I need. To <laughs> be <laughs> honest. All right. All right.
0: Thank, thank you. you, sir thanks for joining for season two of Dumbest in the Room. I just want to remind you that we're on all listening platforms. I also want to remind you that we're on social media at Dumbest ITR on Twitter and Instagram, and on Facebook at Dumbest in the Room. I'd appreciate a follow and a like. Thanks so much.